WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. It is Monday morning here on the 50,000 Watt Front Porch, where we always update the latest in news, weather, and traffic right here on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Filling in for Bud today, this is Yaffe. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour the NBA and the rest of the world in mourning for Kobe Bryant. More in one minute. And President Trump's legal team gets their chance. We'll recap what they said next. 601 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The NTSB is launching a GO team to investigate an accident involving a Sikorsky 76B as in Bravo helicopter. Jennifer Holmandy of the National Transportation Safety Board on the scene of yesterday's helicopter crash northwest of Los Angeles that killed NBA superstar Kobe Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter Gianna, and seven other people. The Los Angeles County Medical Examiner said it could take days to fully recover the remains because of the rough conditions at the site. Kobe Bryant's passing has left fans stunned. Bryant, who was drafted right out of high school, played for 20 years with the same team, his beloved Los Angeles Lakers. He retired four years ago with a moving speech on the floor of the Staples Center. Then his professional career came to a close with two simple words. And, uh... What can I say? Mamba out. Tributes have been pouring in since his passing, along with fans, those in Hollywood and the sports world. Both President Trump and former President Barack Obama have expressed their condolences, noting that Bryant was just starting the second half of what had already been a tremendous life. He was 41 years old. Yeah, I was thinking, and obviously this was shocking over the weekend, but I was thinking there were two great NBA players I grew up watching. First, obviously, Michael Jordan, more when I was in elementary school. And then when I was, you know, high school age and college age, it was Kobe Bryant who dominated. So just a tragic loss. Yeah, definitely for your era. Exactly. Bryant and Jordan, you know, for those of us who go back a little bit, we've got Magic and Bird. Mm -hmm. Even further back, Russell and Chamberlain. And speaking of Magic Johnson, he said... He believes Kobe Bryant is the greatest Laker of all time. Could be. Could hmm. be. Okay. This, <laughs> I'll take Magic Johnson at his word yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Last night's Grammy Awards held on his home court in L.A. opened with a tribute to Kobe Bryant from host Alicia Keys. Los Angeles, America, and the whole wide world lost a hero. And we're literally standing here heartbroken in the house that Kobe Bryant built. As for the Grammy Awards themselves, one artist took home all four major awards. I'm that bad type, make your mama sad type, make your girlfriend mad type, might seduce your dad type. I'm the bad guy. Duh. 18-year-old Billie Eilish took home the awards for Best New Artist, Song of the Year, Record of the Year, and the top prize Album of the Year for her debut, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? She is the first female to sweep the top four Grammy categories and the only person to do it besides Christopher Cross in 1981. Eilish is also the youngest person to win Album of the Year, a record previously held by Taylor Swift. Truly an amazing artist and 
we, as we talked about before, isn't she going to be singing in the new James Bond She's movie? She's singing the theme. The theme, yeah. And that's a huge honor for any artist. News of the tragic death of Kobe Bryant overshadowed yesterday's Pro Bowl in Orlando, in which the AFC defeated the NFC 38-33. to Among the players remembering Kobe was New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees. His legacy will, will live on, and, and so many people... I think that are playing today model themselves after him, not just with his intensity and his competitiveness and the way he played the game, but I think the way he approached a lot of things. Breeze said he had personally met Kobe Bryant on two occasions and called his death a tragic loss. And we know that Bud went to the Pro Bowl yesterday, which is why he's not here today. Um, we'll find out tomorrow when he comes back what the experience was like, but he'll be able to tell yeah. personally what they did for Kobe and everything. Yeah. And what the mood was like at the game yeah. after that news. The news hit like right before kickoff. WFLA news time is 6.06. An Arizona man tries using a dressed-up fake skeleton to drive in the HOV lane. I saw the picture. <laughs> <laughs> that story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Yes, and welcome to the Monday edition of Good Morning Orlando. I am going to talk about what Trump's defense team said on Saturday in the impeachment trial. We'll get to that in a moment. But I am, of course, joined by Alan, Melissa producing, and Kelly screening your calls at 407-916-5400. Before we get to the break, though, and we get to some other things, I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to react to uh, Kobe Bryant, what you were feeling over the weekend, what you think about his career. Total shock. I I happened to uh, jump online around 3 o'clock in the afternoon and uh, started seeing mentions on Facebook about Mm -hmm. Kobe Bryant. I was like, well, what's going on? You know, delved a little further and, of course, saw the news that uh, TMZ broke uh, first yesterday that Kobe Bryant uh, had died in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California, at the age of 41. Then later on to learn the tragic news that his daughter, his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, was on the plane and there were seven other people on the plane, among them uh, Melissa, baseball coach. Yes, uh, Alter Belli, um, a coach, and his son is a Red Sox scout, and his wife was there, and his daughter as well passed away. Wife and daughter, uh, three members of another family died. And I'm not sure we've heard identities of, we know the pilot it's was pilot. one of the who, one who died, and uh, three other people, you know, all together. All right. Melissa, any thoughts? Yeah, I was actually, what I normally don't do is watching women's basketball. My phone blew up. Kobe, what's the deal? And as I was doing my Alexa deal, you know, who's Kobe, whatever, it came across the screen and just everybody took a knee. It was it was crazy. It was just absolutely crazy. Where I was sitting, of course, at a bar. Thank you, Alan. Go ahead. Make a joke. No, no, no. <laughs> but I was watching. I'll pass for now. For now. Okay. But I was watching the game, and everyone just became devastated. And as you said, as more information came out, and of course, I immediately went news mode and just started trying to find out as much as I possibly could to help calm the people that I was around. Yeah, and um, of course, the initial reports were that five people had died on the, the copter, tragic yeah. enough. And then 
we saw the, the press news, conference. The yeah. news conference from the authorities out there saying nine people had died. Right, and I didn't hear that until late last evening, mm-hmm. so I was under the impression it was just those, you know, uh, anyway. What about you, son? Yeah, uh, yesterday I had some family down from New York. We were actually in my yard just playing bocce ball, and then that's when our group chat started going crazy, talking about Kobe, and we're like, what Kobe? You mm-hmm. know, there's, there's no way you're talking about Kobe Bryant. He, he's Superman. And that's when the news broke, and, and it's unfortunate. You know, you mentioned, you know, growing up in the 80s and 90s that, you know, it was Michael and then Kobe. So me growing up in the 90s, I, I was born in 91. Kobe was my Michael, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he just represented so much more outside of basketball. He's such a, a, a figure, a monumental figure, and it's unfortunate that it happened this way. Also, the, the thing that took me back was just the irresponsible journalism that was going on throughout the whole day yesterday because they were saying, you know, so many diff- different reports. Rick Fox was on the, the helicopter, which wasn't true. Uh, these are uh, verified people, verified accounts. I, I didn't do it. Unfortunately, and, uh, when it comes to stuff like this, they just want to be first. The worst. And, yeah. You know, let the facts be damned. Exactly. Um, Alan, uh, we have uh, something else to announce to the listeners, though. Something a little happier. Yes. Money, 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 money. Yeah, we want to put a grand in your hand once again. Our texting contest resumes in just moments with the keyword of the hour. Text that keyword to 200-200. You could win $1,000. Remember to watch for a call from area code 513. That could be us telling you that you've won. And listen every hour all day long for the keyword and your chance to win $1,000 as we put a grand in your hand. 610 on Good Morning Orlando. We will update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. Got some impeachment-related news right now. The Democratic managers of the House impeachment effort are calling for John Bolton, once again, to testify after a bombshell report on what he knows about the Ukraine scandal. The New York Times reported that in his upcoming book, the former national security advisor says that President Trump told him that he'd continue to freeze military aid to Ukraine until they open investigations against his rivals. A statement from the House manager said senators should push for Bolton to be called as a witness. We uh, update the top stories every 10 minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm going to talk more about the whole Bolton controversy in a moment. But I want to recap a little bit on what happened Saturday in terms of the Senate impeachment trial that has to do with the fact that Donald Trump's lawyers defended the president against the articles of impeachment Saturday morning, arguing it's the Democrats trying to interfere in elections by seeking to remove Trump from the 2020 ballot for doing absolutely nothing wrong. Let's first hear from Jay Sekulow. Uh, He makes the argument that there's no evidence Trump committed any impeachable offenses. Disagreeing with the president's decision on foreign policy matters or whose advice he's going to take is in no way an impeachable offense. The administration temporarily paused $105 million in aid to Lebanon. The administration lifted that hold in December with one official explaining that the administration continually reviews and thoroughly evaluates the effectiveness of all United States foreign assistance to ensure that funds go towards activities that further U.S. foreign policy. This 
entire impeachment process is about the House manager's insistence that they are able to read everybody's thoughts, they can read everybody's intention, even when the principal speakers, the witnesses themselves, insist that those interpretations are wrong. Now, Trump's other lawyer, Pat Cipollone, says this is all about getting Trump out of the way in 2020. All of the ballots across this country on your own initiative. Take that decision away from the American people. We don't believe that they have come anywhere close to meeting their burden for what they're asking you to do. In fact, we believe that when you hear the facts, and that's what we intend to cover today, the facts, you will find that the president did absolutely nothing wrong. So over the weekend, there were two basic arguments that Trump's lawyers were making that you heard there. One, that there's not enough evidence that Trump actually did anything wrong, especially anything worth of impeachment. But the main argument was trying to get in the motive of the Democrats. Why are the Democrats actually doing this? They're saying that it seems like they just want Trump off the ballot in 2020. They want to win elections. Um, what do you think? 407-916-5400. Also text to 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. Um, Alan Dershowitz made a really good point over the weekend on this whole thing. And I'm going to discuss the Bolton controversy. We'll get to that next. Plus, we have Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. We are still covering the news on the tragedy of Kobe Bryant's death, NBA legend Kobe Bryant. The Magic and others in the NBA are dealing with what Orlando's coach calls a tragic loss. Steve Clifford yesterday discussed the death of former NBA star Kobe Bryant, one of nine people, including his daughter, who were killed in a helicopter crash in California. Clifford was an assistant with the Lakers for one season, and he says it was an honor to have been around Kobe. The Magic said they are deeply saddened and their thoughts and prayers are going out to the Bryant family, the Lakers, and other victims of the crash. We always update the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. So there was a lot of talk over the weekend in reaction to uh, Trump's defense team actually getting the chance now to defend Trump in front of the Senate. Um, it, before, it was the Democrat House managers who were making the case against Trump for three days. Now it's Trump's turn and his legal team's turn. And what's really interesting is they kept it pretty short. And that was done on purpose, no doubt. And in fact, some on the left in the media, including CNN's Jeffrey Tubin, said that th that's proof that Trump is winning. In fact, a lot of people were saying Trump and his team are winning the argument. So why, why take it too long? Why be repetitive? Why seem desperate when your side is winning? And I think they're exactly right for many different reasons. And I'll say why in just a moment. But I do want to play Alan Dershowitz here. He was on Fox News Sunday um, yesterday. And I think he makes a good point, not just about Trump not doing anything wrong, but about impeachment in general, basically saying this is not what the founders intended when they said high crimes and misdemeanors. 
can't be abuse of power, it can't be obstruction of Congress. Those are precisely the arguments that the framers rejected. Remember, one of the framers introduced an argument saying that maladministration, which was at common law in England, a ground for impeachment, should be included in the Constitution. And Madison said, if you do that, you're going to turn the United States Republic into a parliamentary-style democracy like in Britain, where the president serves at the pleasure of the legislature. And they but, didn't want but, that. They rejected that. They instead imposed very stringent criteria for impeachment that haven't been met in this case. Of course it hasn't been met in this case. Everyone knows it hasn't been met in this case because the Democrats could not add a crime to the articles of impeachment. They added a general abuse of power that's so generic and broad that almost any president could be put under that. And they also added the um, obstruction of Congress, which only is usually used under obstruction of justice, which is actually a crime. But they didn't add the obstruction of justice. They just said, oh, you're obstructing Congress. But under that, almost every president would be under that as well because presidents use executive privilege all the time. Alan Dershowitz is right. Historically, impeachment has been at a high bar. I will say this, though. There's something that Trump and his team are doing. I'm not sure it's the right approach. So Bolton comes out over the weekend, and he says he had a conversation. Well, he doesn't come out, but it was leaked over the weekend by the New York Times that it's going to be in Bolton's new book. But apparently in his new book, he claims that Trump told him he was tying the aid to different investigations. Now, this is not just investigations into Joe Biden, but it's also about investigations into 2016. And it's also about the fact that Trump doesn't like to use aid um, too much with foreign countries. It was all of the things we've heard from Trump for the past couple of years. But Trump is basically saying, no, no, that's not true. That didn't happen. I personally think it would be a better approach for Trump to admit that they tied aid to certain things, but then say there's no proof that it was done for corrupt purposes because there is no corrupt purposes there. You're getting into his mind, his motivations, when you say it was for corrupt reasons. And if you start doing that with this president, you're going to have to do it with all presidents, and the other side is always going to think that the president is doing something for personal political reasons or for corrupt purposes. That's why you need more. That's why you need an actual crime instead of saying, yeah, he didn't actually commit a crime, but we believe his intentions were bad. That sets a bad precedent because you're going to have to put almost every president under that category. And the other side is going to use that to weaponize impeachment every time. That's why you don't want to do it. That's the approach I think the Trump administration should take, but that's not what they're doing. They're basically just denying that the aid was tied up at all. When I just not sure that's a smart approach because Mick Mulvaney actually came out not too long ago and said it was tied up for specific reasons, but he admitted that it wasn't for corrupt reasons. And he says, look, this happens all the time, which is true. Aid is tied up at different times. And Trump's legal team actually pointed that out over the weekend. They tied up aid to Afghanistan and Lebanon because they wanted to get into the idea of corruption. I think that's a much better defense. And I know Trump 
doesn't really care about my advice, but if he took my advice, I think that's what he should do. We're going to talk more about impeachment later on in the show, of course. Other news as well, and Alan Spector is here with more. We have the latest on the tragic death of Kobe Bryant, and the impeachment trial resumes today. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. And we're back here on Good Morning Orlando. This is Yaffe filling in for Bud. Alan Spector is here as well. And the world is still reacting to the tragic death of an NBA legend. The death of Los Angeles Lakers legend Kobe Bryant is sending shockwaves across the country and around the world. Fans flocked to the Staples Center in Los Angeles after hearing the tragic news yesterday that Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter Gianna, and seven others had been killed in a helicopter crash northwest of L.A. There's probably nobody that that has, has changed my life as much as Kobe Bryant. And, you know, I was hoping to see him, you know, see him do so many great things. Bryant spent 20 years with just one team, the Los Angeles Lakers. He also won two Olympic gold medals and an Academy Award. He was the NBA's third all-time leading scorer until he was passed Saturday by current Lakers star LeBron James. The Magic and Clippers played with heavy hearts at the Amway Center last night after hearing the news of Kobe's death. Orlando forward Aaron Gordon. When something like that happens, excuse me. When something like that happens, it makes you want to just quit, you know what I mean, not do anything. But um, the, the fierce competitor that he is, I know he, he would want us to go out and play. The Clippers opened the game by running out the 24-second clock, and the Magic then turned the ball over after eight seconds, both in tribute to Bryant's uniform numbers, 24-8. and eight. And by the way, L.A. won the game 112-97. to 97. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. As our traffic center has been reporting, a stretch of Taft-Vineland Road is closed this morning due to a deadly crash. The overnight wreck forced troopers to shut down the roadway near Orange Blossom Trail. The impeachment trial continues today in the Senate, and the president's legal team has the floor, arguing he should not be removed from office. Alan Dershowitz, a member of the defense team, said on Fox News Sunday the House's argument was incomplete, and they will attack its so-called facts. The defense team will show contrary evidence, but even if true, they did not allege impeachable offenses, so there can't be a constitutionally authorized impeachment. But House impeachment manager and Florida Congresswoman Val Demings on ABC's This Week said the case focuses on what's true and statements made. Quite frankly, the best witness that we have in this case is the president of the United States. A new Fox News poll says half of respondents feel the president should be convicted and removed by the Senate. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. Mother Nature could cause NASA to change its plans for today's launch. Uh, SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket is set to blast off at 9.49 this morning from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station, but the weather conditions are only 50% go. The rocket is carrying 60 more Starlink communication satellites. The Python Bowl in the Everglades is over. More than 750 people from 20 states took part in the 10-day event and caught 80 of the giant snakes. Conservationists say there are tens of thousands of pythons in the Everglades posing a threat to native wildlife. You know, 80 is a big number, but it's barely a dent in the population, yep. unfortunately. WFLA News Time is 636. You don't have to miss any part of Good Morning Orlando. Get caught up with our podcasts on the iHeartRadio app. Looking at another one of the news updates for you right now, the Democrat managers of the House impeachment effort are once again calling for John Bolton to testify this as President Trump's Senate impeachment trial resumes today. 
Warriors for the president will continue opening statements that they started on Saturday. White House counsel Pat Cipollone argued that the president did absolutely nothing wrong. He said Democratic House managers did not make a case for removing Trump from office. We'll discuss more of that later on in the show. And of course, we have the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. Well, it seems that the coronavirus is still spreading in China, and there have been five cases confirmed in the U.S. For more information right now, we have our national correspondent, Bill Zimfer, who's been covering the latest on this on this spread of this virus bill what what's new this morning on the coronavirus well you know it's interesting michael uh the the, the latest numbers are about three thousand cases being treated in china about 500 of those are in critical condition and so far we have 81 dead in china and you look at this and you say not to make light of it but 81 dead pales in comparison to the amount of people who die from the flu in this country yeah. every year so what is the big deal well i'll tell you what the big deal is that now the scientists in china say that the incubation period for this illness is about 10 days and you can be infectious even before you start exhibiting symptoms. You add this to the fact that, that about 5 million people from the city of Wuhan, where this illness originated, left the city before they put travel restrictions in effect, and you have the possibility that literally millions of people are traveling not only throughout China, but uh, it, to other countries in the midst of a the, uh, the biggest travel season of the year in China, Chinese New Year, and you have the possibility of a widespread global outbreak of an illness that right now there is no vaccine for and there is no known effective treatment for. So uh, there is the real possibility of a global outbreak here. Now, having said that, you mentioned five cases here in the United States. We have a pretty good handle on this. Health officials here say that the chances of a widespread outbreak in the U.S. are relatively low. We are screening and have begun and have been screening people coming in from central China for some time now, and that's where we have netted these people coming in. Uh, all have traveled to China. So uh, here in this country, pretty good handle on it, but the possibility of it really expanding in China and other areas of Southeast Asia is right now a big fear. And we reported that there are five cases confirmed in the U.S. Um, yep. How are those people doing that have the coronavirus? Are they recovering? Do we know? Yeah, we, under yeah, we understand that all of them uh, have been placed in isolation. All of them are said to be doing well. Uh, so we don't have any indication of anybody in critical condition at this point. The latest case was in Arizona, a student at Arizona State University, although that person did not live in a dormitory setting, so the chances of a spread were a little bit less. Two in California, one in Washington State, and one in Illinois. All are said to be doing okay, all in isolation. Uh, so right now there are, as, you know, for the foreseeable future, not any predictions of any kind of uh, critical or uh, possible deaths resulted uh, from this in the United States. Also one in Canada, in Toronto. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is something that continues to expand on a daily basis. Yeah, and I understand you just mentioned uh, China. They're celebrating the Chinese New Year, which is yep. definitely complicated things over there. What What is the government there doing to try to stem this flow? 
Yeah, this is it's unprecedented, Michael, what they're doing there. Uh, uh, more than a dozen cities in central China have been sealed off. Uh, you can't travel in or out. So that amounts to 60 million people being quarantined. And even in other big cities, I have a lot of contacts in China and I speak to them almost on a daily basis, uh, that even in the other big cities, people are being told to stock up on supplies and, and in essence, self-quarantine to wow. stay in. They have extended the holiday as well for another week, meaning that people do not have to go back to work when they normally would have after the Chinese New Year. So, uh, And they are also punishing and fining people if you go out in public or go on mass transit without a mask on. So they are really taking unprecedented actions in China to try to stop the spread of this. Bill Zimfer, our national correspondent with the latest on the coronavirus Bill, thanks so much for coming on and giving us the latest details, and we'll talk to you again soon. My pleasure. Thanks, Michael. Really a tricky situation in China. You talk about the fact that they say millions of people could have this virus over there. That's going to be really tough to contain. We'll see if the government can get a handle on that. Coming up in the next segment, I have to talk about some instances over the weekend in the mainstream media that were beyond reason. We'll get to that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in two minutes on. Good morning, Orlando. Got some sports-related news for you right now. Lamar Jackson threw a pair of touchdown passes as the AFC knocked off the NFC 38-33 in the Pro Bowl in Orlando yesterday. Deshaun Watson and Ryan Tannehill also tossed touchdown passes with all three quarterbacks throwing interceptions as well. T.J. Watt returned a fumble 82 yards for a score in the victory the AFC's fourth straight over the NFC since the game returned to the conference format. Um, and so we'll find out more about that tomorrow because Bud went to the Pro Bowl, which is why he's not here today. We update the top stories every 10 minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. PM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And welcome back to the Monday edition of Good Morning Orlando. This is Yaffe filling in for Bud. Alan Spector is here as well. Melissa Fox is producing. And Kelly is screening your calls at 407-916-5400. And, you know, when I have to fill in for Bud, there's a lot of show prep that I have to do yesterday, Sunday. And a lot of times I'll do exactly what Bud does. I'll watch the Sunday shows. You got Meet the Press, Face the Nation, State of the Union, Fox News Sunday, ABC this week. You know, I'll do that, listen to them or watch them. Also look online and all this stuff. And I got to tell you, some of the stuff that I was seeing and hearing by the mainstream media yesterday, and some of it has to do with Trump, some of it has to do with Republicans and conservatives, it just shows how biased they are and how extreme they're willing to go in some of their statements that I really, I really just couldn't believe. So the first example of this was NBC News anchor Chuck Todd. He talked about the political divide in this country at the beginning of Meet the Press yesterday. And then he says this. Even without impeachment, it was not hard last week to find examples of how divided as a country we have become. There was last Saturday's fourth annual Women's March here in Washington inspired by opposition to President Trump. Then there was Monday's pro-gun rally in Richmond, Virginia that's in the former capital of the Confederacy on the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. The former capital of the Confederacy. This is what they think of you. 
this is what they think of you if you're a conservative and you believe in the Second Amendment. It didn't even occur to me that the protest was in the former capital of the Confederacy. Did that thought even occur to you, Melissa, when they were doing that protest last week? <laughs> so many things, but that did not, no. <laughs> no, I mean, the reason why they did the protest in Richmond is because the Virginia legislature, they're the ones passing the laws that they believe are against the Second Amendment. So they did it on their day off, which is Martin Luther King Day, and somehow Chuck Todd, had, you know, he just has to throw that in there. And yeah, technically he's correct. It is the former capital of the Confederacy. But it's amazing he just had to throw that in there. And we all know why he had to throw that in there, I think. I just think it was unnecessary. It was implying something that's not there. It would be like me saying the Democrats, who um, were used to be the party of slavery, held a protest one day. You know, it's just... To me, it's just not a fair thing for, for them to do, honestly. Well, as a Civil War buff myself, most of my life, I was happy that it got publicity. Oh, the Civil War in <laughs> yeah. general. I'm a, fan. I'm a fan of the reenactments myself. <laughs> yeah. So, Can we talk about the Continental Any, Congress? Anytime, yeah, I know. Anytime the Civil War gets publicity, mm -hmm. Alan Spector's happy. Now, another thing that I thought just went too far in, in this is from Jake Tapper on CNN State of the Union. He wasn't the only one who did this, but he was talking to uh, Senator James Langford of Oklahoma, and he brought up something, and the way that the mainstream media went with this, to me, is just beyond reason. Here it is. Uh, James Langford. Senator, thanks so much for being with us this morning. Sure. Glad to be with so, you. So, I mean, that tweet from the president, he said, Schiff has, has not paid the price yet. I mean, Adam Schiff has been getting death threats, sources tell me, do you condemn what President Trump no, I tweeted? I mean, immediately says Adam Schiff hasn't paid the price yet. And immediately, says, don't you know he's getting death threats? You know how many conservatives get death threats? Republicans get death threats? President Trump gets death threats? We immediately go into every time President Trump says something, it's, well, don't you know he's getting death threats? I feel like that's just an excuse to silence speech, in my opinion. And Langford actually had a good response to this, a reasonable response. Here's what he said. I don't think the president's trying to be able to do a death threat here or do some sort of intimidation. He has so not paid the price yet. It's no different than what uh, Adam Schiff and what uh, Speaker uh, Pelosi were saying, that uh, the folks will be paying a price at the ballot box, so that they'll pay a price for this in the future, or the people will hold them accountable for that. Uh, so I look at both of them, I think, the same way. Both of them are saying, hey, the American people will speak on this. Yeah, I'm not always one who defends Trump's rhetoric on Twitter, but I, I just think that the reaction to that was just going too far. We all know what he meant. And they're saying, well, crazies might interpret it some way else. Well, crazies are going to interpret lots of things many different ways. And I just thought that was going too far. Out Inspector, you have more news coming up in just a moment. The world is mourning the death of superstar Kobe Bryant of the Los Angeles Lakers and a record-setting Grammy winner. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 6.59 on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. W226BT Orlando and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando. An iHeart Radio Station. 
Good morning, Orlando. Welcome to the Monday edition here on the 50,000 Watt Front Porch, where we always give you the latest in news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Filling in for Bud today, this is Yaffe. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour the tragic death of a basketball superstar. More in one minute. Governor Ron DeSantis says goodbye to Common Core. I'll tell you what's going to replace it next. 703 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Authorities in Los Angeles are still working to identify the victims of a helicopter crash that claimed the life of NBA legend Kobe Bryant. Los Angeles County Medical Examiner Dr. Jonathan Lucas said it could be a while to fully recover the remains. Uh, given the uh, terrain and the condition of the site, uh, we expect that this will probably take at least a couple, if not a few days, to uh, complete the recovery. Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter Gianna were among nine people on the helicopter when it went down near Calabasas, California, northwest of L.A. Bryant played 20 seasons with the Los Angeles Lakers and is widely regarded as one of the best to ever play the game. He was 41 years old. Another NBA legend, Dr. J. Julius Irving, is thinking about Kobe's family. When I first heard the news, that's what I thought about. I thought about Joe and Pam and, uh, you know, the parents losing a son and a granddaughter. You know, we have to find a way to cope with, uh, you know, I think about his wife and the other daughters who, uh, who got this news and, you know, what, what that created in their household. And Irving can certainly empathize. In 2000, while Dr. J. was an executive with the Orlando Magic, his 19-year-old son, Corey, went missing for weeks until he was found drowned after driving his vehicle into a pond in Seminole County. Yeah, yesterday we all first heard the tragic news about Kobe Bryant dying in the helicopter crash. But then it got even more tragic when we heard his 13-year-old daughter was on board. And, of course, his 13-year-old daughter, basketball player herself. Yes, a budding superstar on her own. Exactly. So just an awful, awful situation. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Host Alicia Keys opened last night's Grammy Awards, calling for a moment of silence for Kobe Bryant, and was joined by Boys to Men for a musical tribute. It's so hard to say goodbye to what we And as for the awards, the big winner at the Grammys, 18-year-old superstar Billie Eilish, the first female and only the second artist ever to sweep all four major categories. Best New Artist, Song of the Year, Record of the Year, and the big one, Album of the Year for When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Mainly, I think the fans deserve everything. I feel like they have not been um, talked about enough tonight because they're the only reason any of us are here at all. So thank you to the fans. Eilish's brother and collaborator Phineas said they are confused and grateful because they didn't think the album would ever win anything. The AFC is enjoying a four-game winning streak in the Pro Bowl after a 38-33 victory over the NFC at Orlando. Baltimore's Lamar Jackson threw a pair of touchdown passes, but yesterday's game was overshadowed by the news of the tragic death of NBA superstar Kobe Bryant, Saints quarterback Drew Brees. Had the chance to meet him. Um, on two occasions, and we'll always remember. Um, we'll always remember that. And he was one of those guys who was, who was kind of bigger than life. And I mean, it's such a tragic loss. Breeze said Bryant's legacy will live on. WFLA News Time 706. 
Two Ohio police officers are fired and two supervisors suspended over an arrest of Stormy Daniels. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. So I'm going to give you more details in just a moment on the fact that Governor Ron DeSantis eliminating Common Core and announces its replacement. Another thing we need to go over, though, is this week is school choice week, but there's a controversy over school choice going on in Florida right now. Some Christian schools receive public money through scholarships in the school choice scholarships, and some of those Christian schools have a policy where if the student is openly homosexual or if the parents are openly homosexual, they can kick that student out of school. Should that school then receive public funding if they're basically discriminating against homosexuals? That's something we have to discuss, and we will next. We'll take your phone calls and texts and much more. But first, uh, a chance for you to win some money. Yeah, we've got more cash to give away, Michael. We want to put a grand in your hand with our texting contest. In just moments, we'll announce the latest keyword of the hour you text that keyword to 200-200, and you could be the winner of $1,000. Watch for a call from area code 513 informing you that you have won. And listen every hour for the keyword and your chance to win $1,000 as we put a grand in your hand. 708 on Good Morning Orlando, and we will check Orlando's news, weather, and traffic again in just two minutes. Have some more details right now on the top news story for you. NBA teams across the league are honoring Kobe Bryant on the court. Nearly all of the 16 teams who played yesterday, including the Magic and Clippers in Orlando, took a 24-second shot clock violation or held the ball for eight seconds in the backcourt to pay respects to the late superstar. Bryant wore number 24 and number eight during his long Lakers career, Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter, and seven others were killed in a helicopter crash near L.A. yesterday. We always update the top stories every 10 minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Governor Ron DeSantis eliminates Common Core and announces its replacement. That's what we're discussing this half hour on Good Morning Orlando. Yes, I am Michael Yaffe filling in for Bud. Bud will be back tomorrow. By the way, you can follow me on Twitter at PMOWFLA. And I call it that because I have my own show every afternoon, Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. PM Orlando. I'm joined by Melissa Fox producing as well and Kelly screening her calls at 407 407- 916-5400. Now, this happened on Friday, but Governor Ron DeSantis announced new education standards a year after he vowed to eliminate the vestiges of the controversial Common Core standards. Um, here's a little bit of Governor Ron DeSantis on Friday talking about why he has decided to do this. Go ahead and play that cut for me. 
Obviously a major initiative, and then we also have the teacher uh, pay initiative. Uh, so those are really two uh, major things to be doing um, in this legislative session. And it really goes beyond common core to embrace common sense. And that's something that's uh, long been necessary. You know, you need to obviously measure results. You need to know whether students are actually uh, learning material. Um, but, but you need to do that in a way that makes sense. Now, DeSantis did not make available full details of the new standards, but they will be called the best standards. But according to a summary document released by the Florida Department of Education, the standards include changes to the way students learn math and American history. And, and this is the important part, this is because we talk to teachers all the time on the show, and one of their biggest complaints is the fact that they have to teach to the test too often in the classroom. Well, this says that the new standards will offer a reduction in testing. So that really is the big news there. Some positive changes to the public school system. But something that we do in Florida a lot, it's been promoted by us here on the show, but of course the Republican Party in Florida and Governor Ron DeSantis, is school choice. It is actually school choice week as well. But there's a controversy going on in Florida especially Central Florida, when it comes to school choice. Now, the way it works right now is there's a scholarship fund, and certain schools can be a part of that. And if a parent wants to send their kid to a private school, they can get this funding, but it's actually the school that gets the scholarship money. So they can apply to go to this private school, and if they don't have the money and they qualify, the school will use some public funding to be able to pay for that student to go. But the controversy is that some schools in the state of Florida, some Christian schools, they have a policy of if the student or the parents of the students are openly homosexual, LGBTQ, that the school can either not let them in or kick them out if they find out about it. Now, one person who keeps bringing this up is Scott Maxwell in the Orlando Sentinel. And I have to admit, he actually makes a good point here. He says this. He says, um, they've uncovered more than 80 schools with blatant discrimination policies that deny admission to gay children, expel or discipline students who reveal they're gay and sometimes refuse to educate children of LGBT parents. And he says this. He says, these schools want public money but they don't want to serve all of the public. And see, that really is an interesting point. Now, personally, as a Christian, I feel like the schools should want to accept the gay students because it's an opportunity for them to instill Christian values and teachings to the students. So if they disagree with homosexuality, this is an opportunity to teach them about the gospel and teach them about better values if you just kick them out, that you're not going to be able to share that with them. They're not going to be there. That's one angle. But the other angle is the fact that these schools are receiving public funding. So if they're receiving public funding, that's what happens. If you're a Christian organization and you tie yourself to the government in that way, there's always going to be ramifications of that. So if you're a school and you don't like that, don't tie yourself to government funding. I do think, though, there should be another option because the reason why you have school choice is because the parents 
of the students who go to a private school, they pay taxes as well. And so their tax money is going to public schools that their kids aren't going to if they go to a private school. So I personally think that instead of just fund, giving the funding directly to the private schools, give the parents a tax break if their kids go to a private school. That way, they can, they're not paying for their kid to go to a public school and private school. They're not paying twice. They're just paying. They're getting the money back so they can send their kid to a private school. I think that's a much better option. Now, that would exclude a lot of kids of lower-income families because they wouldn't get enough of a tax break to be able to go to the private school. But I really feel like that's the responsibility of the church and of the private schools themselves as Christians to pick up that slack and have scholarship opportunities for the kids to go to the private school if they want to reach more people. And apparently a lot of private schools actually have that. It's really just the middle the middle class that doesn't get the opportunity. If you're really rich, you can send your kids to private school. If you're poor, you can get scholarships and send your kid to private school. But the middle class doesn't get as much the opportunity. That's where I think the tax break would come in and be a better option. But the thing is, a lot of the private schools, if it's not this issue, it's going to be a slippery slope. Eventually, the government is going to want even more standards after this. So some of the Christian teachings are not going to like, that's going to be out. There's going to be other teachings as well, other things the school does as well. But should these schools be forced to accept gay children? Unfortunately, I think they have no choice if they're receiving direct public funding. What do you think? 407 916 5400 and also text to 23680 or standard message and data rates apply. It is 720 right now on Good Morning Orlando. Another news update for you right now. False rumors are circulating online as the coronavirus spreads in China and five cases are confirmed in the U.S. A number of posts are passing along the baseless conspiracy theory that the virus was created in a lab and patented and that a vaccine already exists. The coronavirus is blamed for at least 80 deaths in China, where it has sickened more than 2,700 people so far. We always update the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on News Radio WFLA Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy to use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. It is school choice week, and I'm someone who really promotes school choice because what's wrong with giving parents an option unless you don't trust the parents to make the right choice, which a lot of people on the other side of this, they just don't. They just don't trust the parents to make a good decision when it comes to where their kids can go to school. That being said, a lot of Christian school, well, not a lot, but some Christian schools uh, don't accept uh, kids who are openly homosexual and or don't accept them if their parents are openly homosexual. And we're discussing whether if they are receiving public funding through these school choice scholarships, if they should be allowed to do that. Let's take a call here. Let's go to Tom in Orlando. Tom, what do you think about this? Well, there's so many things that pop to mind that, uh, it, okay, first of all, you mentioned that uh, you thought that they had no other choice if they're taking government money. Well, they're not really receiving government money. The government is giving the child or the parents, however you want to look at it, the money to pay for the schooling. Now, they are the ones that decide where they want to go. Well, right. As, as a well, parent. the thing okay. is, that's not exactly how it works. Actually, they give the school directly the money. That's how the scholarship works. There are certain private schools that basically sign up for the program, 
and they can receive the scholarship money and the parent applies. So it's not like the parent gets the money and then the parent can just choose whatever okay. school they want to go to. Okay, that's fine. But my point is that the parents decide where they want to go. Nobody forces them to make that decision. That's true. Um, they can't. They can't come and say, you know, I go if I don't like a certain business. Okay, I don't have to shop there. I don't have to buy their product. Okay, I'm not going to go in there and try to change their rules and have them accommodate me. And but, that's what this is. But there are okay? certain people now thing, who are excluded from going to that school in the first place or even having that choice. I know, but you can't you can't uh, ask as a consumer how you want to look at it that they're going to change their rules for me. Okay, and also another point is that the government gives money to a lot of uh, businesses and di for different reasons. Okay, they don't go in there and say, okay, now you have to run your business this way. Okay, actually, well, Tom, um, and I appreciate your call, but actually they do. That's yeah. the problem. I think the school should have the right to not accept homosexuals that they want to based on religious freedom reasons, but they're receiving public funding and that's what that's what happens it even happens in business yeah sure if you're if you're totally private you can do whatever yeah. you want make your own rules but when you're accepting money from the federal government that everybody contributes to then everybody needs to be eligible to partake yeah that's why i think a tax break is a better option uh melissa we have some texts coming in and then give your thoughts as well Oh, okay. Hi, everybody. Um, hey, how you doing? I'm all right. First, uh, one of the texts that caught my eye it says, yes, Christian schools should be able to receive public funding. Their parents pay taxes just like gay people do, and they are entitled to their beliefs. Also, we're all Americans. Mm. Another one said, any private school that wants public money is required to accept all and any student applying who meets the age requirements. If the parents are given a tax credit, then the schools will be free to choose which students they accept. In the gospel, and that, that's basically what I was saying. In the Gospels, Jesus always always rejected human government and wanted no part of it. He recognizes that entanglements with these institutions would put him at odds with his Father's will. Gotcha. What do you, What do you think about this, Melissa? Um, I I I have friends who uh, have children who identify as gay who go to to uh, private like a Catholic schools, and they've taken over. So, I mean. It, Literally, there's more gay kids and teachers and everything in a Catholic school that's local here. So, I mean, I, I think it's um, I think it's really more of a non-issue. I'm more concerned with people using the word common core when you talked about earlier, which has been pretty much out since 2011 with Rick Scott. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and FCAT mm -hmm. uh, was out, too. But, um, yeah, it's good that there is a replacement. That's obviously just in the public schools, though. Mm-hmm. That is true. But uh, as for a private school being able to accept anybody they want, if they're taking money from the government, I think that that rule has to be relaxed. Yeah, I, I, I think it's I think it's coming. I think the legislature is going to have no choice but to pass a law on that requiring that. Alan, uh, any further thoughts or just want to get to the news? No, uh, you basically uh, have outlined what I thought. <laughs> okay. Is that uh, Well, there you go. <laughs> you know, when there's federal money involved, you know, everybody should have a chance at uh, taking advantage of these scholarships. Mm -hmm. In the news, the Kobe Bryant crash investigation is underway, and the launch forecast at the Cape is iffy. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together and elsewhere, in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. And this is Yaffe filling in for Bud. Alan Spector is here as well. 
And the NBA and the world, really, is still reacting to the tragic death of an NBA legend. That's right, Michael. The National Transportation Safety Board, the FBI, and local law enforcement are investigating the helicopter crash that killed retired NBA superstar Kobe Bryant. It happened yesterday morning about 30 miles northwest of Los Angeles. The dead include Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter Gianna, and seven others. Our priority is, is completing the recovery uh, as quickly as possible, but, but, but safely uh, and thoroughly, and, um, and doing that to make sure our staff, are, like I said, are safe. Dr. Jonathan Lucas, the L.A. County Medical Examiner, says rough terrain at the crash site will prolong those recovery efforts. Shortly after finding out about the death of Kobe Bryant, the Orlando Magic and Los Angeles Clippers played at the Amway Center last night. Clippers coach Doc Rivers. It was, it was a tough night for both teams, I can tell you that, both coaches. You can just feel the game. It didn't have a lot of energy in it, you know. I thought the second half, both teams started getting it going a little bit. Magic coach Steve Clifford agreed. I mean, just a different feeling for sure, you know, and, and um, you know, you could sense it in the locker room. L.A. won the game 112-97. to This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. As the Senate impeachment trial resumes today, House managers are renewing calls for witnesses after parts of a new book were released. And it's not yet published book. Former National Security Advisor John Bolton claims President Trump told him he wanted military aid withheld until Ukraine announced political investigations. The New York Times reports a manuscript also recounts Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and Defense Secretary Mark Esper pressing the president about releasing the aid several times. President Trump is pushing back on Twitter, writing, I never told John Bolton that the aid to Ukraine was tied to investigations into Democrats, including the Bidens. In fact, he never complained about this at the time of his very public termination. In Washington, Rachel Sutherland, Fox News. A proposed transportation tax in Orange County will be up for debate this morning at Orlando City Hall. County Mayor Jerry Demings will lay out his proposal during a workshop with Orlando's City Commission. He wants voters to approve a one-cent sales tax increase in November designed to repair roads, expand public transportation, and improve pedestrian safety. There's only a 50% chance of good weather for a SpaceX launch from Cape Canaveral this morning. A Falcon 9 rocket is carrying 60 Starlink communications satellites. Liftoff is scheduled for 9.49 a.m. Florida's Python Bowl is history with more than 750 hunters capturing 80 of the giant snakes. That means there's only about a million left. <laughs> Elsewhere... A restaurant in South Africa is in the record books thanks to its milkshakes. Great. I have this song in my head all day. <laughs> I won't do that again, sorry. Please. We had, we had something going on in the control room that we really don't need to get into at this point. <laughs> Gibson's Gourmet Burgers and Ribs in Cape Town, South Africa, has been recognized with a Guinness World Record for having the most varieties of milkshakes. Oh. The restaurant offers 207 different types of the creamy dessert. They include caramel cashew, tutti frutti, chocolate cheesecake, and creme brulee. I'm not going to lie, that's pretty awesome. I'm in. That needs to come to the U.S. You guys have a favorite milkshake? Cookie yeah. Dough. Mint what? chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip. Cookie dough. Cookie Although dough. I do like strawberry, too. I'm a little more specific. A vanilla milkshake from Steak and Shake. 
Oh, my all-time favorite. The House of the Mouse is about to turn another one of its animated classics into a live-action feature. He can call me a flower if he wants to. Pretty, pretty flower. Oh, (laughs) gosh. The Hollywood Reporter says Disney plans to produce a new version of Bambi. The project comes after the Burbank studio enjoyed success with the live-action remakes of The Lion King and Aladdin. The film about the little fawn who grows up to become Prince of the Forest was one of Walt Disney's all-time favorite projects. Mm -hmm. It was also ranked by Time magazine as one of the top 25 horror movies of all time due to its haunting deer hunter and forest fire scenes. Uh, Those were pretty scary when I was a child. Very traumatic. Not going to lie. And finally, in case you missed it, Orlando got a shout-out from the devil on Saturday Night Live. The cold open featured Kate McKinnon as Satan, welcoming a special guest, Trump attorney Alan Dershowitz, Mm -hmm. played by SNL vet John Lovitz. And the devil mentions to Dershowitz that there is a fast pass straight to hell. I used to let nobodies into hell, but now it's all influencers. They get a fast pass. Fast pass straight to hell. Oh, like a, a fast pass like at the Disney World? Or? Yeah, yeah. The folks at Disney tried out fast pass in hell before it went to Orlando. <laughs> Frankly, a lot of stuff in Orlando started out right here in hell. <laughs> and that, that was just part of a proud weekend for the City Beautiful <laughs> that started out with the display of a giant poop emoji at downtown's Lake Eola. What? <laughs> Why oh was that? My. You didn't hear about that? I did not. You didn't hear about the poop emoji? It's, it's poopery. That's, it, that's literally what they called it. Poopery? Yeah, oh, it's, it's nice. a product that they uh-huh. were advertising. Uh-huh. Yeah, we. It's like a bathroom spray. Enough said. Find yeah. these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. <laughs> With Alan Spector. Orlando has gone to, well, I can't say that word mm. on the air. Poop, poop, poop. <laughs> yeah, I can say that one, I guess. All right. Well, we all said it, so. <laughs> Coming up in the next segment, I have to talk about impeachment. We will do that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Got some Florida news for you right now. A ruling in Tallahassee could affect two convicted murderers in Volusia County. The Florida Supreme Court last week ruled that unanimous jury recommendations are no longer necessary to sentence someone to death. Troy Victorino and Jerome Hunter were sentenced to death for killing six people in 2004 in what is known as the X-Pac murders. But but those sentences were thrown out three years ago. They were due to being resentenced before last week's ruling. The local prosecutor has not said if the resentencing trial will still take place. We talk about the latest news every 10 minutes every morning on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. So there's still a lot of news surrounding Trump's impeachment trial. A lot of different angles we could go over. But the big news that broke yesterday is the fact that Former National Security Advisor John Bolton's team was under fire from the White House and conservative commentators last night after a report in the New York Times revealed a bombshell excerpt from Bolton's forthcoming book, 
that could prove pivotal in President Trump's impeachment trial, just as Amazon product page for the book went live. Ooh, what a funny coincidence. Yeah, I don't think there's any coincidence. The publishers knew that they were going to leak that, and they timed it uh, perfectly, I guess. The drama began early Sunday when the Times exclusively reported that Bolton's manuscript included a claim that Trump explicitly, explicitly linked a hold on Ukraine aid to an investigation of Joe and Hunter Biden. Trump told Bolton in August, according to a transcript of Bolton's forthcoming book, quote, that he wanted to continue freezing $391 million in security assistance to Ukraine until officials there helped with investigations into Democrats, including the Bidens. Now, President Trump responded to this on Twitter saying, I never, and he put never in all caps, of course, I never told John Bolton that the aid to Ukraine was tied to investigations into Democrats, including the Bidens. In fact, he never complained about this at the time of his very public termination. If John Bolton said this, it was only to sell a book. With that being said, the, all, um, the transcripts of my calls with President Zelensky are all the proof that is needed in addition to the fact that President Zelensky and the foreign minister of Ukraine said there was no pressure and no problems. Additionally, I met with President Zelensky at the United Nations. Democrats said I never met and released the military aid to Ukraine without any consideration, conditions or investigations and far ahead of schedule. I also allowed Ukraine to purchase Javelin anti-tank missiles. My administration has done far more than the previous administration. Well, that part is true because the previous administration would not give them lethal aid. They would give them, you know, blankets and stuff, non-lethal aid. And what they really needed was lethal aid. And Obama, the administration said at the time, oh, well, we don't want to escalate the situation. But of course, now all of a sudden the Democrats say it's a national security issue. Uh -huh. I'm supposed to buy that now. But Melissa, you uh, actually had a lot to say about this because you kind of predicted something like this would happen in yeah. Bolton's book. Yeah, I was kind of waiting for the book to be the deal, and that's why he wasn't going to testify initially. But I mean, he sort of did. But this whole book deal, it makes me laugh, too, because New York Times are like, oh, we hate my, my Bolton, 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 John. And now they're like, oh, look at this book. <laughs> well, it's like a lot of Democrats all of a sudden love uh, Judge Napolitano on Fox News because he's been supporting Trump's impeachment. Um, you know, I... I think, I wonder about this. I wonder if this book's going to be really as damning against Trump as they're making it out to be in the New York Times. I still wonder about that because the Democrats really want Bolton to testify. And I have a feeling if Bolton did, it wouldn't be damaging to Trump like they think. Yeah, but the one thing I got to say uh, is for crying out loud, the republic is at stake, right? Put the book sales aside for a minute. Step up for the nation who the security you claim you care so much about. Uh, the handful of idiots who are going to buy this book at the, you know, the Hudson newsstand. <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't know about that. I bet a lot of people probably would buy this book, but a lot of people on the left. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think Trump is just denying that there were any conditions to the aid. I think it's better. I still think it's a better way to say, yeah, there were conditions, but the conditions were legitimate and not for corrupt purposes. I still think. Yeah, I still think that's the better way to go. I don't know why President Trump is so reluctant to go down that road. It's just kind of his nature, I guess, to just say, nope, nope, that has nothing to do with that. But we'll see. I, I just wonder, the Democrats are going to say this is really damaging. I wonder if the Democrats actually got Bolton to testify. 
I bet it would backfire on the Democrats. Yeah. See, here's the That's thing. The White House supposedly has had a copy of this book since about December 30th, and they're still supposedly lying about everything. No, see, it's not. It's not. I don't think there's all that many shockers in this book at all. I think mm-hmm. the GOP's just, they're like, yeah, we know about what's in here. Um, and that's about the deal. And welcome back to Good Morning Orlando. It is Monday, and that means in the next hour, we have Open Mind Monday. You can call on the topic of your choice. Uh, we can talk impeachment. We can talk about Governor Ron DeSantis announcing a replacement to Common Core. Also, the school choice debate we had earlier. But the big story of the morning is the tragic death of Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter in a helicopter crash. And um, it's just, it's still kind of shocking, I think, Alan. Oh, tremendously so. I, I As I mentioned earlier, I happened to uh, jump online around 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon, hadn't been watching TV or anything, and saw people mentioning um, on right. social media uh, Kobe Bryant. I'm like, why are they talking about Kobe? And found out why. So if you want to call on Kobe Bryant, what you remember about him as a basketball player, is he the greatest of all time? I mean, most people would probably say Michael Jordan, including myself, a second, maybe LeBron James, and then Kobe. But I, Kobe scored 81 points in a game. I mean, that's pretty incredible. I think there's an argument to be made, though, that he could be the greatest of all time. So if you want to call on that, you can. And, Alan, I know you're going to have more details on what we know so far about that tragic helicopter crash. And uh, the tributes that are pouring in for Kobe Bryant. Also, a sweep at the Grammys, those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It is 7.58. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. W226BT Orlando and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. It is Monday morning here on the 50,000-watt front porch, where we always update the latest in news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Filling in for Bud today, this is Yaffe. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, the death of Kobe Bryant. More in one minute. And we'll take calls and texts on any topic for Open Mind Monday next. 802 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The NTSB is launching a GO team to investigate an accident involving a Sikorsky 76B as in Bravo helicopter. Jennifer Holmandy of the National Transportation Safety Board on the scene of yesterday's helicopter crash northwest of Los Angeles that killed NBA superstar Kobe Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter Gianna, and seven other people. The Los Angeles County Medical Examiner says it could take days to fully recover the remains because of the rough conditions at the site. Kobe Bryant's passing has left fans stunned. Bryant, who was drafted right out of high school, played for 20 years with the same team, his beloved Los Angeles Lakers. He retired four years ago with a moving speech on the floor of the Staples Center. Then Bryant's professional career came to a close with two simple words. And, uh... What can I say? Mamba out. Of course, Kobe's nickname was Black Mamba. Tributes have been pouring in since his passing. Former Lakers star Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kobe, my thoughts are with you. Absolutely. Rest in peace, young man. This loss is 
It's, it's just hard to comprehend. Go with God. That's from a video that Abdul-Jabbar posted just after news of the crash broke yesterday. Kobe Bryant was 41 years old. Obviously a horrible tragedy for the sports world, but especially tragic because we found out his 13-year-old daughter died in the crash as well, and she was a basketball player, and they said she was becoming a superstar in her own right, and it's just just an awful situation. Yeah, the news got worse as the day went along. I mean, we initially heard Kobe had been killed and four other people on the helicopter. Then it turned out a total of nine people had died, and his daughter, as you mentioned, 13-year-old Gianna, uh, was among them. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Last night's Grammy Awards, held on his home court in L.A., opened with a tribute to Kobe Bryant from host Alicia Keys. Los Angeles, America, and the whole wide world lost a hero. And we're literally standing here heartbroken in the house that Kobe Bryant built. And as for the Grammy Awards themselves, one artist took home all four major awards. I'm that bad type, make your mama sad type, make your girlfriend mad type, might seduce your dad type. I'm the bad guy. Duh. 18-year-old Billie Eilish took home the awards for Best New Artist, Song of the Year, Record of the Year, and the top prize, Album of the Year, for her debut, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? She is the first female to sweep the top four Grammy categories and the only person to do it besides Christopher Cross in 1981. Eilish is also the youngest person to win Album of the Year, a record previously held by Taylor Swift. News of the tragic death of Kobe Bryant overshadowed yesterday's Pro Bowl in Orlando, in which the AFC defeated the NFC 38-33. Among the players remembering Kobe was New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees. His legacy will will live on, and, and so many people, I think, that are playing today model themselves after him, not just with his intensity and his competitiveness and the way he played the game, but... I think the way he approached a lot of things. Breeze said he had personally met Kobe Bryant on two occasions and called his death a tragic loss. WFLA News Time 806. Shaquille O'Neal's son reveals texts from Kobe Bryant sent just before the fatal crash. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. And this is the Monday morning edition of Good Morning Orlando. I am Yaffe filling in for Bud. Alan Spector is here. Melissa Fox is producing. And Kelly is screening your calls for Open Mind Monday, where you can call on the topic of your choice at 407-916-5400. If you want to call on Kobe Bryant, no doubt if you're a basketball fan and you, or even if you're like me and grew up in the 90s and the 2000s, especially in the 2000s, and you remember how much of an impact Kobe Bryant had on the league and had on the sports world in general. If you want to comment on what you remember from him in the NBA, you can call 407-916-5400. But we've also been talking about impeachment. Trump's team made their defense over the weekend. Also been talking about school choice. It is school choice week. Uh, should private schools be forced to accept gay students if they're receiving some public money? 
You can comment on that. And DeSantis, of course, um, announced changes to Common Core. So lots of different things to discuss. Or if it's something I didn't even talk about, give us a call. 407-916-5400. And one important thing to discuss is a chance for you to win some money. Yeah, this big stack of cash sitting beside me. <laughs> about, hey. Yeah, $1,000 here. Uh, we want to put a grand in your hand with our texting contest once again today. Our uh, latest keyword of the hour, just about to be announced. Listen up and text that keyword to 200-200. You could win this $1,000. Watch for a call from area code 513 informing you that you've won. And listen every hour for the keyword and your chance to win as we put a grand in your hand. 808 on Good Morning Orlando. We'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. And we are still covering the breaking news from over the weekend, the tragic news of NBA legend Kobe Bryant and his death in a helicopter crash. And NBA teams across the league are honoring Kobe Bryant on the court. Nearly all of the 16 teams who played yesterday, including the Magic and Clippers in Orlando, took a 24-second shot clock violation or held the ball for eight seconds in the backcourt to pay respects to the late superstar. We'll have uh, more on that in a minute. But right now... uh, are we just going to skip the traffic and weather? We were having uh, some technical difficulties. Eh, yeah, it's, it's gone. It's pretty. Well, go, ahead, go ahead and pot those down. Yeah, pot those channels there. Down. There we go. <laughs> oh, wait, now it's working. <laughs> well, yeah, just, just go ahead and uh, skip that. We'll get to the segment uh, for Open Mind Monday here. Um, let me give the rest of this story. Kobe Bryant. Uh, yeah, so the teams, including the Magic and Clippers in Orlando, took a 24-second shot clock violation or held the ball for eight seconds in the backcourt to pay respects to the late superstar Bryant. His daughter, his 13-year-old daughter and seven others were killed in a helicopter crash near L.A. yesterday. We're always updating the top stories every 10 minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. And it is Open Mind Monday. If you want to call on the topic of your choice, you can at 407 916 5400. We have a bunch of text messages coming in as well on a couple of different topics. Um, Melissa, I don't know if you have the text messages up right now. You want to go ahead and read some of those? In Money We Trust, not God, Bolton follows this also. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and that guy texted a bunch. He said, Vinman's twin brother is suspected of working to leak this Bolton smear of Trump. I have not yet confirmed that, but Vinman is kind of accused of leaking stuff in the past. So, and he was someone who testified against Trump in the House impeachment inquiry. So we'll see if there's any truth to that. But he's basically making the point that, you know, all Bolton cared about was money. Money, money, and money. And this. Mm-hmm. What else we got up there? Well, we were talking earlier about um, private schools, Christian schools, accepting public funding and then not al- allowing LBGT children or trans children. Yeah, we had a bunch of text messages mm-hmm. on that. Uh, punishing private schools is unequal treatment under the law. I've been forced to support failing public schools for years. Someone checked in. Another one says many laws are passed with an exemption for religious entities. Let's see. Well, okay. And yeah, my question, why do Christians have to accept anti-Christian beliefs? I'm sick of that mantra. Well, I mean, there's a, there's so many different reactions I could have to all of those text messages. For one, when you're talking about um, 
punishing private schools as unequal treatment under the law. Um, actually, it's it's not it's not punishing private schools. It's um, just saying that they have to accept everyone, which would be equal treatment under the law because all government funded things have to do that. So public schools have to accept gay children, obviously. So it would actually be equal treatment. Um, uh, one person said many laws are passed with an exemption for religious entities. That is true, but we're not talking about necessarily a law being passed. It, it has to do with the public funding aspect of it. They're receiving public money. Right, right, right. I understand. So, I um, understand it. Now, what I don't understand, and I know this is not a good time maybe to say it, but you were saying that uh, the late Kobe Bryant was possibly the best ever in, ba- in NBA yeah, basketball. Yeah, I don't know if I think so. I think there's an argument to be made that he is, but I don't know if I would say that. Yeah, I, I got to say, and I know for my generation, Michael Jordan, for sure. But uh, I, I think most people would still say Michael Jordan. Larry Bird! Larry Bird, huh? From French Lick. <laughs> Larry, um, he was pretty awesome. I don't know if he compares to Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or LeBron James, though. I think I think the argument's going to... I mean, honestly, I think the argument could be made that there was a time Shaq was the best player. Except for that free throw thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what? There was a time where Shaq could have basically been on any team in the league and that team would win <laughs> championships. But Shaq... He didn't have the drive, I think, unfortunately, that like a Michael Jordan had. He didn't stay in good enough shape. He just was big. But like early in his career, when he was on the Magic, he was very athletic and very good. And he could have been even better than he was. Uh, speaking of Kobe Bryant, we got a call here for Open Mind Monday. Let's go to Marty in St. Cloud. Marty, uh, what do you have for us this morning? Hey, good morning. Hey, um, I was wondering why... Y'all have mentioned Kobe Bryant's name about 10 times and nothing about the nine Marines that died in the helicopter crash yesterday. Um, not, well, tell us about tell us about that story. Uh, well, I mean, it, it, was, it was a headline story and no mention of it. So I just wanted... If okay. you know the story, maybe you could enlighten us is what Michael's asking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is your Marines opportunity to tell us. Crash. Nine Marines died in a helicopter crash yesterday. Was it no yesterday? Where where yes. where was the helicopter crash? Uh, I mean, you guys are the ones that do the news. I I would have, I would imagine that you should have known about that. Okay, all right. I appreciate your call. I I have not. I did not hear that story, and so I'll have to. I'll have to I, look I, that I'm up. Still not seeing that story. So okay. Um, I I know. Th- I I. I feel like that was an older story. Yeah, I feel like that too. Yesterday. I'm still doing my due diligence. I don't here. know if that, was, but I, I watched a lot of news yesterday and did not hear that story. So if I if I miss that, I am sorry. I'm not intentionally yep. ignoring that. Still story. Still not seeing that story. Nope. All right, so we'll look that up. I'm not intentionally ignoring that story. Um, so obviously we would cover it, and if we find out more details, we will cover that if that's true. We have more calls and texts coming up next for Open Mind Monday, but some open lines as well. So you can call 407-916-5400. Mike and Bob, stay on the phone. I will get to you next for Open Mind Monday. We have Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. More news for you right now. False rumors are circulating online as the coronavirus spreads in China and five cases are confirmed in the U.S. A number of posts are passing along the baseless conspiracy theory that the virus was created in a lab and patented and that a vaccine already exists. The coronavirus is blamed for at least 80 deaths in China, where it has sickened more than 2,700 people so far. 
We update the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. And it is Open Mind Monday. By the way, we had an Open Mind Monday caller in the last segment who told us, you know, he had a snarky yeah. attitude and he was blaming us. Why this about Kobe? Other you people know, died. Yeah, and he said that there were nine Marines who died in a helicopter crash yeah, yesterday. I, and why weren't we covering that? We can't find any no, information no. on that because anywhere. It, it, because it's an old story, sir. We also have some textures that are trying to take us to task. One said three American firefighters died putting their lives at risk for the benefit of others in Australia. But we'll pay tribute to a guy who was living a lavish life for being really good at playing basketball. Wow, that it's, just sounds like out and out some sort of twisted jealousy. Now, I've seen this on the Internet all weekend long. We had those that praised, and then we had those that, but wait a minute, what about this accusation in 2008? Well, you know what? Well, he was still, uh, he still did a lot of good for the community, but he's still a big figure in our culture, in American culture. Yeah, I mean. Inspired a lot of people for the game, but why can't we do both? Why can't we honor the firefighters and remember Kobe Bryant as well? And we we did. We discussed the firefighters the end of last week, not to say it's an old story or not relevant, but the news moves fast. Keep up with it, okay? Yeah. I mean, we did honor those firefighters last week. We talked about it last week, but the news today is Kobe. But to come on and then blast us while you were the one who was wrong. Right, with fake information. <laughs> I mean. I mean, I did my due diligence. I went out to the Florida News Network. I asked around. I looked everywhere. I've scanned all over the internet and it's every place that I go for news. Alan, anything about Marines being killed in a copter crash I this weekend? I feel like I would have seen something yeah. on yeah, that, yeah, by that by this time this morning, and I have not. I think it's an old no, story. No, it was an old story. And most likely... It was something that was going viral on Facebook or Twitter that was fake that people just believed because it, you know, they have emotional responses. Here's another one. Many people believe that Kobe is more important than God. Who are you speaking for? Who, who are you speaking for? Yeah, we don't believe he's more important than God. This guy was God. a father. He was just opening another chapter in his life. He's a good guy, and nobody deserves to die, but it does happen. But still, <laughs> who are these people are so self-important? Yeah, you, you knew you'd have all keyboard warriors anyway. Well, yeah, but the 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 caller kind of made me mad because it kind of accused us of like not talking about Marines. Of course, we would address that on this show. Of course, we would. Uh, let's take another call on something else, though. Let's go to uh, Mike in St. Cloud. Mike, uh, what do you want to talk about this morning? Good morning, uh, guys. I want to talk about. I'm going to talk about impeachment. But now I feel compelled for only five seconds, maybe ten. There were nine Marines killed in a helicopter crash in 2016. It was a very big event. Yes. So I believe he's referring to that. And as far as Mr. Kobe, I would prefer to focus on his daughter, the other coach, the other kids. But I want to talk about impeachment. Okay. This is going to be a bad week for the Democrats. We had two FISA warrants get thrown out against Carter Page as being unconstitutional. There's going to be some heads rolling. And so now what else is going to happen? And he just changed his appeal to not guilty. Plus, the the coup de grace for me, we have eight professional attorneys defending the president versus eight politicians trying to attack him. I don't think it's a fair fight, and I think it's going to be a bloody week for the Democrats. All right. I appreciate your call. 
Appreciate appreciate your call, Mike. Uh, if you want to call on impeachment, you can, 407-916-5400. Definitely the other big topic of the day and will be the big topic for the week. And I will cover more of it tonight on PM Orlando, 5 to 6 p.m. You know, something we haven't had a chance to mention talking about the helicopter crash that took the life of Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, is uh, we haven't really talked about the other people on the plane. We now have all the names. Oh, of, you do? Yeah. You had a couple of them this no, morning. We, 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 mentioned, we mentioned John Altabelli, a baseball coach at Orange Coast College. Uh, his wife, Carrie, and their teen daughter, Alyssa, uh, they all three of those people in that family were killed. A girls basketball coach at uh, uh, Kobe Bryant's Academy, Christina Mauser, died as well. Uh, Sarah Chester and her teen daughter Peyton were also killed when the plane went down, as was the uh, pilot. Wow. That's just, what we've got. Yeah, just a tragic story. And I know you're going to talk more about this in a couple minutes for yep. your news update. And the impeachment trial resumes as well. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together. In just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando, it's 829. And welcome back to the Monday edition of Good Morning Orlando. This is Yaffe filling in for Bud. Alan Spector is here as well with more news. The death of Los Angeles Lakers legend Kobe Bryant sending shockwaves across the country and around the world. Fans flocked to the Staples Center in Los Angeles after hearing the tragic news yesterday that Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter Gianna, and seven others had been killed in a helicopter crash northwest of L.A., Chicago Bulls great Scotty Pippen telling ABC's Good Morning America this morning that Bryant embodied the next generation. Had an opportunity to watch a young man's career for 20 years, to watch him blossom season after season, to rise to the top, to be able to take the, the torch and really carry our league. Again, that's Scotty Pippen. Kobe Bryant spent 20 years with just one team, the L.A. Lakers, he also won two Olympic gold medals and an Academy Award. He was the NBA's third all-time leading scorer until he was passed this past Saturday by current Lakers star LeBron James. The Magic and Clippers played with heavy hearts at the Amway Center last night after hearing the news of Kobe's death. Orlando forward Aaron Gordon. When something like that happens, when something like that happens, it makes you want to just quit, you know what I mean? not do anything. But... Um, the, the fierce competitor that he is, I know he, he would want us to go out and play. They did play, and L.A. beat Orlando 112-97. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Troopers are searching for a hit-and-run driver who killed another motorist in a head-on collision this morning. The wreck on Taft-Vineland Road happened just before 5. According to investigators, the driver of a Toyota crossed the center line and struck another vehicle. He then ran from the scene. Orlando Democrat and House Manager Val Deming says she still thinks it's possible the Senate will vote to allow witnesses and documents at the impeachment trial of President Trump. They're listening. Many of them are taking notes. And I would expect them to do what they have taken an oath and sworn that they would do. And I'm just not going to give up on the Senate. Demings appeared on ABC's This Week yesterday. The president's defense team will continue to present their case to the Senate this afternoon. Mother Nature could cause NASA to change its plans for today's launch. A SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket is set to blast off at 9.49 this morning from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station, but weather conditions are only 50% go. The rocket is carrying 60 more Starlink communication satellites. 
and the Python Bowl in the Everglades is over. Over 750 people from 20 states took part in the 10-day event and caught a grand total of 80 of the giant snakes. Conservationists say there are tens of thousands of pythons in the Everglades posing a threat to native wildlife. So 80 down, 10,000 to go at least. I mean, I'm all for the python hunt, but (laughs) we got to I thought you were about to say I'm all for the pythons. (laughs) (laughs) I'm rooting for the pythons. (laughs) Somebody's got to root for the pythons. Remember Hulk Hogan and his pythons? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I do remember WFLE News Time is 836 you don't have to miss any part of Good Morning Orlando. Check out our podcasts on the iHeartRadio app. And our third hour continues, Michael, with Open Mind Monday. Yeah, by the way, speaking of uh, the Kennedy Space Center, you were talking about the launch has a, uh, what, a 50% chance yeah, of from going up at Cape the Cape Canaveral Air Force Station. From, oh, from Cape Canaveral Air Force But if you're a fan of our space program at all, you're going to love our Sound Judgment Prize And we are going to play Sound Judgment later on this half hour, but it is a really good prize. Is it a ride on the launch this morning? Uh, No. Okay, not that good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or bad, however you want to look at riding on it. There's no no room for humans, so maybe it's not a good (laughs) prize. Exactly. Uh, But there is a great Sound Judgment prize that's coming up later on this half hour. Let's take a call here real quick. Let's go to Bob in Longwood. Bob, what do you want to talk about for Open Mind Monday? Thank you for taking my call, Michael. Sure. Yeah, I like to talk about uh, they want to pass this law that they want to have illegals, uh, uh, illegals get their license with no questions asked. They just could do it, you know, get their license with no questions asked uh, through ISIS or anything like that. And they said they would uh, drop my insurance down lower. That's just a lot of baloney. I feel... Now, if you give these people, if they broke the law coming in this country, you give them a license, they'll break the law by getting no insurance. Okay. Yeah, that's a really good point. So you, I'm guessing you're just against giving them licenses at all, right? Right. I mean, uh, uh, there's enough people like you just this a couple minutes ago in your news program, there's a hit and run. Why, why does someone hit somebody and runs? Because they don't have no insurance and they don't want to uh, pay no debt, you know, pay no debt. So these people that are illegal, they hit somebody, they're going to just jump on a plane and go back to Mexico or, you know, or whatever country they came across the border for. I gotcha. That's a really interesting point. If anyone else, thank you for your call, Bob. If anyone else wants to comment on that, they can. 407-916-5400. Open Mind Monday continues next. We have Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Got a Florida story for you right now. A ruling in Tallahassee could affect two convicted murderers in Volusia County. The Florida Supreme Court last week ruled that unanimous jury recommendations are no longer necessary to sentence someone to death. Troy Victorino and Jerome Hunter were sentenced to death for killing six people in 2004 in what is known as the Xbox murders. But those sentences were thrown out three years ago. They were due to be resentenced before last week's ruling... And a local prosecutor has not said if that resentencing trial will still take place. We update the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. Oh, 
Well, now the calls are coming in for Open Mind Monday. So let's try to get to all of these calls real quick. And we'll start with John in Titusville. John, what did you want to discuss this morning? Uh, I wanted to discuss uh, the Scott Maxwell uh, column. Uh, but first, I want to say Dr. J, best basketball player ever, Larry Bird, second. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Dr. J, the best. All right. All right. Anyway, I, I hate to say I, I agree with Scott Maxwell that if uh, public funds go to a private school, then they must accept yeah. everyone into there. No discrimination. But let's let's use his uh, quote-unquote logic uh, one step further. Then uh, for that logic, uh, abortion clinics should not be able to receive public funds. I cannot get an abortion. Uh, a woman can <laughs> kill her baby all day long, but I cannot. So uh, I should not have my tax funds going to it. Correct? Wow, I completely agree with that. Shouldn't be going to it anyway. <laughs> I agree, but yeah, that, you're right. Let's, let, let's use Scott's uh, lefty logic and uh, take <laughs> away uh, the tax funds for abortion clinics. Oh, I like the Scott's left lefty logic. Lefty I think I'm going to use that. Can I can I steal yeah. that in the future and yeah. start using that? The lefty logic. <laughs> we have to have the lefty logic segment. Uh, John, I appreciate <laughs> your call. <laughs> yeah, take care. Ooh, the lefty law. I I don't. I, you know. Alliteration is very good for a radio. It is good. You know, Trump <laughs> tweeted again, right? I just want you to know. It's, so it's three words. Read the transcripts. <laughs> he basically, he's tweeted. I wonder how many times he's tweeted that out, actually, in the past, like, several months. Let's go to Jamie in Avalon Park. Jamie, what do you got for us this morning? Yeah, um, I just wanted to say how proud I was that President Trump appeared in person at the uh, right. March for Life on Friday. It, it really threw into contrast. I thought for sure that at least one of the bushes would have but yeah looking back none of them actually have the courage to do that you know i gotta tell you with all the complaints you get about trump at least he does have the guts to do stuff like that that other presidents are afraid to do you know yeah and my wife noticed while we were watching it she said that she kept noticing that he kept hugging somebody behind him found out later it was coretta scott king uh, well, actually, it was Elvita King, which is oh, ML- Elvita King, excuse me, yeah, yeah, which is MLK's niece. She's definitely pro-life, and I'm sure MLK was pro-life. <laughs> yeah, so. it was. It was a very, very moving thing to see that he he knows where the country stands. That 65 percent of the people out there want some kind of restriction on abortion. Right. They don't want a free for all like Hillary and Warren and all of them are saying. So. It's just good to see that he understands that and he's willing to put his mouth and his body where where his beliefs are. Yeah, I have to say that's a really good point. Thank you so much for your call. Uh, let's go to uh, Don in Orlando now. Don, what do you have for us today? Yeah, I want to make one point, and I'm sure this is probably going to be unpopular with a lot of people. But So I was uh, looking on Breitbart this morning, and I saw the – some of the transcripts of what Alicia Keys said last night on the Grammys, because uh-huh. I won't watch the Grammys. That's another issue. But my point is, she called Kobe Bryant a hero, said we lost a hero. And I think that does disservice to all heroes. He was a great basketball player, no doubt. I respect the fact that he's probably one of the top five you know, of all time. Yeah. But he was not a hero. He was not a hero in any stretch. He didn't do anything as far as being a hero. Um, I know he didn't save any lives. And I just think it's a disservice to heroes everywhere. And I think it was trying to make him too magnanimous. And uh, believe me, I, I feel sorry for all of the people and their families. I'm not taking anything away from that, but he's not a hero. So you're, I mean, you're basically making the point. We had some textures making this point too, that sometimes uh, 
we look at pop culture figures as heroes more than maybe the true heroes in our lives, which I can be somewhat sympathetic to that view. Yeah, I think th- I think the term hero is Don, thank you for your call. is used uh, too loosely uh, to describe too many people. I think certainly Kobe Bryant is iconic. Right, he's an idol to many people. Uh, hero, I think, is a different word. Yeah, he was an incredible ball player and a wonderful human being. He had high moments. He had low moments. And he provided a lot of entertainment for a lot of people, and yeah. they are right to feel sad today. Yeah, I would agree with that completely. Coming up next, we have Sound Judgment, and we're giving away tickets to the Kennedy Space Center. I kid you not, tickets to the Kennedy Space Center. What? A really great prize. Are you kidding? <laughs> Stop. No, I just said I kid you not. What's with the jokes? Uh, 407-916-5400. Mr. Comedy to here. To play right? for Sound Judgment. We'll get to that next in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Final sports update for you right now. Lamar Jackson threw a pair of touchdown passes as the AFC knocked off the NFC 38-33 in the Pro Bowl in Orlando. Deshaun Watson and Ryan Tannehill also tossed TD passes with all three quarterbacks throwing interceptions as well. TJ Watt returned a fumble 82 yards for a score in the victory. It is the AFC's fourth straight over the NFC since the game returned to the conference format. We update the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on Good Morning Orlando. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m. News Radio WFLA Orlando. Well, I had a feeling we would have no trouble at all getting calls for this sound judgment game because we have a really, really good prize today. And Kelly is here. He's going to tell you what that prize is. Yes, today we have a pair of tickets to the Kennedy Space Center, folks. So the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex is the only destination in the universe where you can touch a moon rock, stand nose-to-nose with a real space shuttle Atlantis, meet a NASA astronaut, and glimpse the future of space exploration. For more information, go to kennedyspacecenter.com. No kidding? No kidding. (laughs) For real. For reals? (laughs) So uh, for sound judgment today, we've been discussing the tragic death of Kobe Bryant is of course one of the greatest NBA players of all time. He also played for the Lakers his entire time in the NBA. I want you to listen to him after his final game that he played for the NBA. Then use your sound judgment to tell me um, what were his two jersey numbers he used during his NBA career. How do you want to be remembered? You know, I, I said a long time ago, uh, when I was 15 years old, I made a promise to myself and said, at the end of my career, um, you know, I want people to think of me as a talented overachiever, that I was blessed with talent, but that I worked as if I had none. And uh, if I could remember, be remembered that way, that would, that would be pretty good. So that was right after his final game in the NBA. The question, though, is, he had two numbers used throughout his NBA career. What were the two num- numbers on his jersey um, that he used? Let's go to line one. Line one, what were the two numbers? Number 24 and number eight. That's right. Yep. Yeah, we were right. Yeah, buddy. Congratulations on winning the prize. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, the name is Dan, and I'm calling from Apopka. Dan from Apopka, and you excited about going to the Kennedy Space Center? Haven't been there in years. It'll be a great little trip. So you have you have not seen the Atlantis exhibit yet, then? 
No, no, certainly haven't. Oh, it, it's awesome. It, it really is something to see. You will have a great time. Who are you going to take with you? Well, I'm, I better take my wife or she's going to raise some sand about it. <laughs> raise some sand about it? <laughs> All right. That, that's a good call. <laughs> You'll be pounding some sand. <laughs> exactly right. I'll put you on hold and Kelly will tell you I can get those tickets. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, congratulations on that. So why did he have two numbers, Alan? I don't know. I forget why he did that. I remember. One, they retired the one number. He quit for a while, and then he came back. That's right. He, yeah, how long did he quit for? I forget what. Well, it wasn't very long, but I know why he picked the number 24, because it was one after 23, his, his idol, Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan yeah. And he felt that no one should have the number 23, I think. Yeah, And so he picked 24. Apparently LeBron James doesn't subscribe to that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. Although, I don't know, is his number 23 again, LeBron James? Is it? Because it was, when he was on the Heat, it was something different. It was not 23. But then I think he went back to 23. I'm really so. confused now. Look, he's 23 <laughs> on the Lakers. That's all is I he, know. Okay? Is he, yeah. I, I was trying to remember if he, he was 23 on Wasn't the Wasn't he like number six for a while? Yeah, on the Heat, he was number six, which is two yeah, times three. Yeah. That's what he did that. Yes, he was on six out of respect to Michael Jordan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, I did not know there would be math. So. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. You did the Common Core. Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> two times three. You know, one six. thing we didn't have a chance to mention is uh, Kobe uh, is uh, part of a basketball family. His father, Joe Bryant, was an NBA player. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. I do know as well that he was actually, uh, he actually played soccer. When he was younger, and was a big uh, soccer fan. Well, he looks—he looked so. looked like he could have been good at any sport. He tried. Yeah, he pretty much. Athletically yeah, gifted. Yeah, just fierce, unapologetic, great, great athlete. I like the <laughs> quote where he said, "I'd like to be remembered as uh, talented, but an overachiever who worked hard." Yeah, he said, uh, "I have a lot of talent, but I worked." As if I had none. Yeah, I think he'll be remembered that way. Yeah, I think so. I think so as well. I mean, just an amazing player. Someone that was easy to hate if you were a Magic fan. Oh, yeah. He uh, because... destroyed our chances to win a championship in <laughs> right. 2009. And then took Shaq over there to the Lakers with him after the Celtics or whatever. It was just mm. like, why, boys? Why? Hey. Yeah, so the whole Shaq thing, yeah, came first when Shaq left and went yep. to the Lakers. And then Shaq ended up winning three in a row with Kobe Bryant in the Lakers. And then later on, when Shaq left the Lakers, Kobe eventually got to the finals again against the Orlando Magic when we had Dwight Howard at the time and, of course, beat us in five games, I believe. So yeah. it was very easy. And then the front office destroyed the team after that. Just, <laughs> it was. I know. And it hasn't been the same since. I know. I know. And, and there was a lot of criticism because Jameer Nelson, even though he had a. Uh, MVP season that year he got injured didn't play through the playoffs and they had him play in the finals and a lot of people thought that was one reason we lost in the finals so but we're not bitter didn't know I no. knew all this about <laughs> basketball did y'all didn't know I I knew you're a magic fan <laughs> yeah I'm a magic. all right it's been great filling in for Bud today he will be back tomorrow he'll tell us about his trip to the Pro Bowl thanks to Alan Melissa and Kelly and I'll end the show just like Bud does God bless you and God bless America. See you tonight, 5 p.m. for PM Orlando.